0: Today, I'd like to share some insights around spirituality and business. As a 35-year business owner and entrepreneur, I've definitely acquired a significant masculine energy toolbox, which is the doing of business, such as logic and research, maybe marketing, technology, finances, staffing, budget, uh, budgeting, leadership, training, inventory, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't until I was... You know, 20 years plus into being a business owner and entrepreneur, that I began to marry the feminine energy into my career life. Things such as boundaries and values, priorities, self care, intuition, conversational intelligence, and power from within. And once I intuitively began to infuse my work life with this energy, my entire career and work life changed. I basically quit the fitness industry, went into coaching and began creating through source and intention rather than from goals and deadlines. And goals and deadlines are still a huge part of my work life and most people's work life, but they don't actually drive the bus, they sort of ride shotgun. It also changed how I approached work. Now I don't burn out or become overwhelmed and exhausted. Where previously I would work for six weeks and then I'd take a week off simply to recover because I had no boundaries on what I would do for others. And I felt an overwhelming need to make everyone better at my own expense. Now I sort of protect my energy. I say no a lot. Um, I ground myself before starting my day. I have a cap on the number of clients I'll work with. I vet my clients and I continuously work on my own personal growth and expansion. So can we marry business and spirituality at any level? business owner, employer, employee, coworker? Yep. Will it scare, irritate, or trigger people? Maybe. Is it worth it? Absolutely. So let's begin at the beginning and talk about purpose. And I'd like to start by shaking up the concept of purpose just a bit. With the work I do, and a lot of other coaches do, we find our clients really struggle with not knowing or understanding their purpose. They're forever searching for the holy grail of purpose and feel overwhelmed, frustrated, and often like giving up, believing it's all just a mystery. And some people think reducing hunger in their community is their purpose, or eliminating homelessness, or maybe discovering the next anti-addiction pill or the cure for cancer or depression. Others believe their purpose is to be rich or to write a book or to travel the world, while others think it's to discover the lost worlds and ancient ruins. And as much as these are all incredible missions or goals or experiences or adventures that, you know, we're all so grateful people are working on, it's not actually our or their purpose. It's what they're doing as they step into their purpose. And the purpose is the same as yours and mine and the person next door. Our purpose as human beings having a human experience is to grow learn, expand, and elevate our consciousness. Our purpose is to step up and own our greatness, our infinite potential, and our truth. Our purpose is to be the very best and boldest version of ourselves that we can possibly be while we inhabit this meat suit on earth, on this go around, and that's it. That is truly our purpose on on this planet. When we understand and embrace this new way of looking at purpose, we have the opportunity to observe if we are in alignment with our purpose in the way we show up as an employer or an employee, or maybe an entrepreneur or a coworker, whatever it might be. Are we truly working towards being the best version of ourselves that we can be while we interact with others, while we lead others, while we work as a team, while we guide or help or support? Are we creating awareness, elevating our thinking, and sharing our gifts? Or are we hoarding knowledge, living in judgment, and hiding our gifts? Do we act from fear and ego, or from intuition and intention? And this is the first step to shifting from a limiting work-life experience to marrying the infinite, infinite potential created through embracing our purpose and sharing our gifts. The next step is to recognize and share our gifts with the world around us. And our gifts are unique to each of us, and we can use them to become our best self and change our environment, or we can hide them and play small. We can live our current reality or our desired reality. One of the very first things I I tend to ask a new client is, what is your greatest gift to the world? And often it's very difficult for someone to see a gift outside of a role which is something we'll touch on in a second. But your greatest gift to the world isn't what you do while you navigate life. It's the quality that makes you special. For example, I will often hear a client say uh, something like, everyone says I'm just too sensitive, or if I wasn't so sensitive, I wouldn't take it so personally, or I wish I wasn't so sensitive. But what if their sensitivity is actually their greatest gift to the world, and they just need to learn strategies to harness the gift so it doesn't overwhelm them? Being sensitive in a workplace or in a career doesn't have to be hidden. It just needs to be understood so it can be used to benefit everyone. Your greatest gift might be being a visionary or a leader. Or it might be hearing what people aren't saying. Perhaps it's reading the energy of a room or being a chameleon that can adapt and morph to changing environments. Whatever your greatest gift is, embrace it instead of hiding it. Which is the second part to your gifts. Once you can articulate your gift, ask yourself, how do I hide it from the world? My greatest gift I learned is my power. And I hid it until I was in my late 40s because I didn't want to be seen. So this was actually articulated to me on the very first day of my coach training. When the master coach, I stood up in front of the room and the master coach said to me, who are you hiding your power from, Mia, us or yourself? Which uh, was kind of like a a punch in the gut because I thought I was doing a pretty darn good job of, you know, hiding my my gift i didn't understand that my power is why people were attracted to myself and to the work that i did i didn't understand that my power came from my intuition and it was a sort of a quiet calm centered and compassionate power i always asserted that power meant tell yell, sell you will do you know just like basically um yeah, so a tell yell cell sell style of power. I did everything I could do to dummy myself down and to shut up so I wouldn't be judged or rejected or seen. So what a waste of a gift it was for so long. So whatever your gift or gifts are, and however you're hiding it or them, imagine what, what would change as a boss or a co-worker or an entrepreneur or a CEO if you embraced your gift and let it shine as brightly as possible. So the next step is your mission. And this is, this, often, this is often what gets confused with purpose. Our mission is how we are gonna share our gifts and our purpose with the world around us in life, in career, in relationships. Your mission is where writing a book about healing trauma or creating a podcast about surviving cancer or raising money to feed school-aged children or maybe inventing an overdose prevention pill or starting a spiritual healing business, or supporting your staff to become leaders. That's where all of these fall under your mission. When we embark on our missions from a place of spiritual intention and purpose, while at the same time embracing our gifts, then the entire project or mission or way of being changes. It becomes so much bigger and so much more powerful and effective in terms of business, in terms of business, you know, whether it's your business or you're working for someone or as a team member. It means that we show up as a powerful leader or we show up without drama and judgment. We show up uh, without gossip and we are able to look at the whole picture, the work picture from Say three thousand feet up, rather than from inside the shitty box. One of my missions um, is working with Catalyst Plus, where now I have the opportunity to take my gifts and my purpose, and travel around the world and share them with people who might not otherwise have access to these to this information or skills. So the next step are the roles that we fill, and fulfill and can unfill in our career and our work life. They are our human experiences that our souls have chosen. Are we the boss or are we the CEO, the accountant, maybe the coworker, the secretary, the owner, the founder, the employee, the janitor, the employer? For many people, their gifts and their purpose get confused with their roles. And often when I ask, what is your greatest gift? A client will answer being a mother or being a teacher or being a caregiver or being a good friend. And when we see these roles as being our greatest gifts or our purpose, we give all our power away to the role. We become all the things that are expected of the role rather than bringing all of our gifts and purpose into the role to be the the best mother, daughter, secretary, boss, CEO, whatever it happens to be, that we can be without actually identifying as that role. I'm a mom and a daughter and a sister and a wife and a grandma and a business owner and an entrepreneur and an athlete and so many more things, but they aren't how I identify myself. And I love every role I fill, And I do my best to bring my gifts and my purpose and my values into each of these roles without ever giving them away to the role. And in this way, I have so much energy and potential to share within each role, and I never give my power to that role. So your values are next, and they give you the framework for your purpose, your gifts, your mission, and the roles you fill. Without values, it's super difficult to have boundaries and to protect your energy and your gifts from, let's say, overexposure. Without values, we live life through an external lens rather than an internal knowing. And we often lack clarity and direction and feel lost or disconnected. Our values are like our internal GPS that keep us knowing which way is the right way. And our values are our lighthouse, our North Star or our beacon. And if we don't know what our values are, and more specifically, how we measure them and which one of the values will always lead us out of the darkness, then we often find ourselves bending and breaking at the whim of others, especially with work and career. So I have to ask you, what are your values? Is it a shopping list you aspire to accumulate or perhaps a wish list of desired qualities you would like to cultivate? If so, then it's time to get really clear because our values are how we show up in the world regardless of whether the boss is watching or the bank account is full. It's who we are regardless of the number of Instagram followers we have or the car we drive to and from work. It's who we are when we wake up and when we go to sleep. For me, um, I've learned over the many years that I've been working on my own personal development, But integrity is definitely my number one value in life. And it's followed closely by leadership, kindness, joy, and dedication. Meaning, whenever I am unsure of what's going on around me with work, I check in to see if I am in integrity with XYZ. So it might be people or content creation or collaborations or whatever it is. If something feels off, there's a good chance that I'm out of integrity with something. And this goes for all areas of my life. So how do I measure it? Well, for me, this is just m- me, I measure integrity by how I navigate each and every day. So I choose to make the biggest and the smallest impact I possibly can each and every day, which is kind of a dichotomy. But by that, I mean, I try my hardest to the best of my ability in on each given day, sometimes it's easier than others, to impact the world around me in a positive way, smiling at others, complimenting people, reaching out to say hello, creating content that inspires and supports, maybe helping out my son or my husband or my parents. And at the same time, I'm very conscious about making the smallest impact possible on Mother Earth. So I try to recycle everything. I don't throw food away to the best of my ability. I don't use single-use plastics or containers. I don't throw hazardous products into the landfill. I upcycle, and I'm super careful about consumption. And in this way, I'm making the largest and the smallest impact I can daily. And for me, this is living in in integrity. And at the same time, I marry integrity with kindness, leadership, joy, and dedication. I am super dedicated to both my career and my family, to my physical, my emotional, my mental, and my spiritual health, to my role as a leader and my need to play, because I love to play. Am I always in integrity? Hell no. But I definitely know when I'm not. Now, if your values are like your internal GPS, your priorities are like the gas stations along the highway on a trip. So rather than driving from Vancouver, let's say Vancouver to Calgary through Prince George or Fort St. John, you'd obviously find the quickest route to save you the most time and gas possible. For our US peeps who are listening to this, you likely wouldn't drive from Seattle to San Francisco via St. You'd book it straight down the I-5. And our, our, our priorities are like the gas stations along the way. We use them to fill us up so we can go the distance with as little distractions as possible. With the work that I do, I use the top five priorities as family, friends, self, career, spouse, but there are, so let me reiterate that. So there's the five priorities that I always ask clients to get really clear on are family, friends, self, career, spouse and then there are priorities within each of these priorities so the number one priority should always be self put your o2 on before you put it on others that's always the best analogy but let's look at the priorities through the lens of work or business or career entrepreneurship since that's what we're talking about with this episode if you work for someone else they might be boss self Co workers, support staff, environment. And if you work for yourself, priorities might be self, health, exercise, deadlines, balance. And if you're a multipreneur, it might be balance, self, deadlines, creation, fiscal responsibilities. It's different for everybody. For myself, because I fill so many roles, I have very clear priorities that apply to all areas of life. Self first, meaning Health, food, exercise, nature, quiet time, scheduling, routines, structure, play. That's how I articulate the priority of self. For me, the next thing is family. And I like to use the bookends as my example. So my parents are elderly, and I also have two grandbabies, and they require the same amount, the same needs, believe it or not. Uh, Brush your teeth, put your diaper on, did you eat, did you take your medication? so my husband is next and my career within my career I prioritize career as self first exact like I just explained and then um, routine balance creation and collaborations so prioritizing self overall is critical to all areas of life it's the ultimate act of self-awareness and spiritual awareness not selfishness, because it allows you to be whole. Energy is a finite commodity and how we spend it is directly related to our personal success, both in life and within an organization, regardless of whether we are leading it or we, or we are part of a team. And our energy influences everyone else's energy. If you run your battery dry every week, your team will be, in, will be influenced by a dead battery week after week. If you run your battery down halfway and never fully recharge it, then everyone gets 50% of your potential. And when we show up with the energy of the victim or the saboteur or the prostitute or the martyr or the child or the dictator or the people pleaser, then we attract that same energy back to us. We find ourselves embroiled in drama or unwanted gossip or taking on other people's tasks, or making excuses and not taking responsibility. We're exhausted, burned out, overwhelmed, frustrated, resentful, and lack motivation and inspiration. And everybody feels this energy on a certain level. Um, Compassion fatigue being one of those energies. Now, if we flip it and we show up from the magician, or the leader, or the visionary, or the warrior, or the empress, We attract that same energy back to us. We're constantly complimented, getting pay raises or promotions, asked for input and insights, or to be maybe on panels or subcommittees. Other people want to collaborate with us and work with us. Clients seek you out and offers and options are constantly showing up in your inbox. You're inspired, excited, joyful, motivated, devoted, and full of contagious energy that people can't get enough of. Marry that into your current work life and it's bound to change your environment, even if it's only the environment of your mind. And that is how it all starts. When we um, operate from a place of power over, power over others or uh, others having power over us, we are operating from a place of fear. When we're operating from a place of power uh, with, then we're operating from a place of collaboration. We want to collaborate with others. We ask people to sit at the table with us and look at a problem, see if we can figure it out together. And when we operate in our business from a place of power uh, from, then we are operating from our intuitive power, which is the most powerful form of power, that gut instinct, that deep knowing, that connection to source, whatever source might be for you. So the last thing is intention. Your intention is basically what drives the bus. Without when the bus sort of eventually gets lost or gets fined or runs out of gas or maybe even crashes. Intention is like the key to the ignition. Your purpose, priorities, and values are the roadmap. Your power and your energy are the fuel. And your gifts, mission, and roles are who you allow on the bus. The bus is your business, your workspace, your career, your job. To marry all of these concepts into one example, the summit I just created, the Spiritual Curiosity Summit, was born out of connection to source. I didn't really create it. It chose me, and I was open to receiving it. And the purpose of the summit was to support each of us as we step into our greatness, which is our purpose. And I used my gift as a leader and as a collaborator to bring all, all of these amazing voices together into one place. It's always my mission to impact the world in a positive way. And as I created the summit, I played the role of creator, visionary, host, graphic designer, organizational diva. That's not who I am, not who I am at all. I actually kept my values intact as I navigated the endless hours required to bring it to life. Um with all of its ups and downs, including integrity and dedication and leadership and play. I wasn't interested or concerned about perfection at all. And I didn't deviate from my priorities regardless of how hectic the day was. And for that reason, I had endless amounts of energy to pour into the creation of the summit. I kept my power within rather than giving my power away to the summit. And lastly, the entire project was created from a place of intention, which was to create it from a place of love and impact. So I'm just going to close by um, saying that I've worked with all different types of industries with my business coaching from wellness clinics to oil and gas, from forestry to travel agencies, from tree planting to bakeries. And one thing remains constant when people have the awareness and are open to marrying spirituality with logic and the masculine with the feminine and their purpose with their goals, magic happens, things change, people show up and money arrives. So if you feel like you're ready to really marry your spirituality, within your job your career your business your your vision i would invite you to reach out so that we can have a chat and i can see where you're at both with your business and with your spirituality so that we can make sure that we find the perfect intersection and you can ramp up both experiences to create the most beautiful desired reality you choose and just remember Um, we're all here to create the life that we want, that is complete with no excuses and no regrets. So have an amazing day. And I look forward to the next podcast I'm going to share with you, which is how fear can actually derail your spiritual awakening.